Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Look at Pete Show. It's Thursday, the 4th of November, and my name is Pete Donaldson. I'm joined once again by Lukey Moore. Luke, uh, we ended the show, I'm going to say poorly, uh, last time out. Um, what yeah. we got from this week? <laughs> the great thing is, we've lowered expectations. People love this show because they just think it's like listening to two uh, idiots. And yeah. When they say that, um, it kind of... To, to the to the uninitiated, it feels like oh, you know what? But it it takes a lot of hard work to sound that cash. Yeah. On the show. But it's, it doesn't really. Doesn't know. I mean, no. yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. There's no there's no kind of hidden depth. It's not like an iceberg show. No. Where, oh yeah, but the top bit, like the top ten percent, they just seem like idiots. But actually, there's ninety percent of stuff going on, and they work really hard all week at it. Nah. No, when I, when I was putting the emails together for this uh, for, for Monday show on this show, uh, I was eating my third slice of pizza at nine a.m. Uh, on a Monday. That's I mean that's not great, is it? That that I mean if I'm getting grease all over my laptop and selecting uh, suitable emails about um, sons of, of, of oppressive regimes uh, yeah. <laughs> tools. <laughs> we have late. actually got an email from um, Idi Amin's grandson uh, coming up later. <laughs> Stop this. Um, Stop but this. Why, why are you still doing the Monday morning breakfast is whatever fast food's left over from the weekend re- regime now that you're living in domestic and suburban bliss? Surely you should have moved beyond that. Well, no, because I, well, uh, the, the, the difference between myself and partner is she's more than happy to throw food in the bin. Me, I no. am. I made, I had loads of Pringles over, left over from the Halloween party, put them Not on the, the chicken for the hand. roast. You can't eat them with the Edward Scissor hands on. <laughs> That's why I had so many. That's why That's you why had pizza. There's just crumbs all over the floor. Um, yeah. yeah, I put it all over the chicken and she said it was okay. And I quote, okay, and that's good for me. That is, that is a good rating for my terrible cooking, I tell you what. But you did you slice the pizza with your um, with your scissor hands? I didn't slice the pizza with scissor hands. I did even uh, what I usually do is make like a French toast where I cover the pizza slices in egg uh, and fry them, and that's always a real treat. Put syrup and, and stuff on them. Oh, beautiful! Didn't have any syrup though, so just ate them straight. I I mean, it is repeating on me. I must admit, it is repeating on me. Speaking of um, of Edward Scissorhands and, and Johnny Depp, who by the way, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to fall down the trap of. Um, of commenting on people's other people's appearance too much because I think that's quite low, particularly given that you and I are broken shells of of men. Yeah. But Johnny Depp does look odd now. <laughs> what do you mean? He just looks odd now. <laughs> he just looks odd. Well, he um, but he's, speak- he's he's a man in his fifties, presumably, or, or certainly cracking on there. But he and he's. But, but you know what? Mm. Uh, you're right, and that's fair enough. But look at me, right? I'm 41. 
My story has been a story of gradual decline. Yes. So people don't really notice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With him, he's put it off and put it off and put it off. And now he's kind of ripped, ripped the aesthetic plaster of his life off. <laughs> and what's underneath is poor. Well, do, do you not think it's just he's, his sort of gimmick has been fresh-faced up until about 29, and then he went... I'm a dirty old rocker. <laughs> now he's like, and, now, and no one's, and no one in the like last ten years of his, well, the last fifteen years of his life went. Don't do that. You look like a dirty old rocker. You look like a plaster. Imagine he did that in his aftershave advert. It just cut from the desert to him looking in the camera. I'm a dirty old rocker. <laughs> I'm, a di- I'm a right dirty old rocker. You want to smell like me? <laughs> anyway, what's anyway. that smell? It's me. Smell like me, yeah. Johnny Depp. Oh, listen to my feet st- sticking to the floor. <laughs> um, anyway, speaking of Johnny Depp and Edward Scissorhands, did you see? You know Brian Cox. You know who plays Fuck Off? Yes, in uh, Succession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got a book out, and it's always listen. It's never usually interesting when someone famous has a book out. We know that, especially the when that they put the books out. Especially when they put the books out around about the time there's a second series of a popular TV show that they're in. I always think cash third grab. series, third series, and the lead up to Christmas. Yes, so indeed. yeah, absolutely right. But it is of note when, it's, I mean, I don't know what the age cutoff probably is, but I'm going to say seventy. When someone famous gets to about seventy. They stop giving a shit about anyone else because I think I've made my I've made my dough. I'm fine now. It doesn't really matter if I never work again. Uh, whatever. Yeah. And they become really honest, right? And right. Brian Cox, aka Logan Roy in Succession, he's done loads of other stuff as well. Look it up. He's he's um, written a really scathing book about um, his life and the people he encountered in Hollywood, and he has he has shared some. Um, um, lots of websites, sorry, have shared some amazing quotes from that book. Right. Um, and it will sell really well just because he's, he's, just, he's just frank and honest about everyone. And on Johnny <laughs> Depp, he says the following. Personable though I'm sure Johnny Depp is, he is so overblown and so overrated. I mean, Edward Scissorhands, let's face it, if you come on to screen with hands like that and a pale, scarred face makeup, you don't really have to do anything. And he didn't. <laughs> and subsequently, he's done even less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Johnny, Johnny uh, Edward Scissorhands is very much... It was like Johnny his, Scissorhands? Johnny, oh, Johnny, Johnny Silverhands, he was in... Uh, that was uh, the other one. The other bloke who looks a bit like him in the video game Cyberpunk. Um, no, like Johnny uh, Silverhands, he, his Scissorhands, he... Uh, that's his... That was his breakout role wasn't it pretty much after like Benny and June and stuff like that it wasn't like like yeah. that was the start of his career like he would have got better in 20 years wouldn't he yeah, but I mean I suppose he's been in good films I mean he's been in like Donnie Brasco and he's, he, obviously he's a capable actor I'm not suggesting that he, yeah. it's just fine that Brian Cox doesn't like him <laughs> and I also like that he that he turned up to I think it was the premiere of the third season of Succession with a mask that did actually say fuck off on it <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. And with him, though, I just think that I'm uh, like I I watched Succession, you know, the first two seasons. I, I've not um, picked back up because um, Sarah's not seen it, so it's a, um, I don't really watch a lot of stuff without her. But um, I, I I'm almost sort of in a situation where I don't think he's had any career. Uh, him and he, Brian Cox. Um, and people are just telling me that he's this legendary actor. I can't remember seeing him in anything before Succession. I think someone's playing a trick on me. I, I know. You, do you know what? It's funny you say that. I don't agree with you. 
because um, um, what you're basically saying is, well, I haven't seen him in anything, so he yeah. can't have done anything. Correct. Which is a solipsistic way of looking at it, to say the least. Um, but, I mean, whether we like it or not, I mean, he has consistently been acting at the very top level since 1971, according to his, uh, his IMDb page. So he's done a bit, right. you know, and he's got a whole Wikipedia page just about his awards. So yeah. we have done some stuff, but mate. what? Why is what is what is he though? Why is he not? Why is he not everywhere? He was in. He was in that film uh, where it was like um, not Agatha Christie. It was like Cluedo, wasn't it? There was that film that was about Cluedo, and that was after Succession series two. Um, what like what's his, what's his big kind of roles? What was his big kind of um, characters? I suppose he's in the Bourne films, isn't he? Exactly. I, think... I mean, the fact that you're even saying he's in the Bond films, isn't he? Yeah, but, like, but what, no, what did he do you're... before Blumming Succession? That everyone's no, saying that I he's don't understand why you are. Ca- <laughs> why are you casting me as the guy who should be the expert on this? <laughs> just, well, you, you're telling me that I've got a, 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 a myopic kind of like, I, like uh, um, image of, of, of the actor because I've never seen him in anything. But I have never seen him in anything. Yeah, it, it's it, like it, me saying, oh, I don't really listen to much music, so what's Mick Jagger done? <laughs> you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, but he's not a Mick it? Jagger level. He's not, a, he's not as notorious as Mick, Mick Jagger, is he? You're talking about what level is he? the man he is... Uh, he is the drummer from the Arctic Monkeys. He's kind of like he's that kind of <laughs> level. I'm like, oh, well, I've never seen him anything. I've never seen him in anything else. So what? Why is everyone telling me that he's this legendary actor? I've never seen him in anything else. Who else is? Who else is? Do you know? Do you know what? That's weird. That happened because you, I, I know what you mean. There's an actor who plays um, the Roy kid's mum in Succession. She's brilliant. You've right. definitely seen her. Yeah. Um, uh, she's like very acerbic and very kind of um, like cutting and like a proper like really like steal the scene kind of character. And um, I had never seen the actor who played her in anything before. And I literally picked up a newspaper about three or four weeks ago, and it was a Sunday paper. And she was on the front cover of the Sunday paper magazine, and it was legendary actor this, and she's a dame. And I'd never heard of her either. The, the lesson here is. There's a lot of actors, mate. There's a lot of actors, and I can't keep them all on my Films head. Films are getting made all the time. <laughs> I like. I very much like um, the relationship, the slightly sexual, flirty relationship that um, the what the Culkin boy and his the the business partner or like the CFO or something. The the woman, who, yeah, Jerry like, and, uh, and, yeah. and Roman. Yeah, I find that very yeah. a very satisfying relationship. I think they should get Why? together. I don't know. I just find it's 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 one of those relationships that no isn't really depicted that often. Little shitty, you mean. shitty bratty man and a and a and an older lady. Roman is like you with confidence, right? He's like me with money. One begats the other. I think. <laughs> 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 true, yeah, true. No, I'm not you mean. It's a great show. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, we were about three or two or three episodes into the new season now. Is Very it, good. Picked up right left. Is off. it just kind of like week by week, or can you watch the whole thing if you want? No, it's just week by week. Oh, it comes right, out okay. every Monday night. Oh, I think I'll, it comes I'll out on Sunday in, in the weeks US time. on um, on HBO. Mm. Pete, can I just change the subject ever so slightly? If you want, because something I saw um, earlier this week perturbed me somewhat. Right, and that was um, that. We we have, I mean, really, you would say, I think, Pete, even you would agree, we have been at the vanguard of ambergris podcasting, haven't we? Yeah, there's there's not um, there's not a month goes by that I don't talk about my fantasies about finding a lump of ambergris uh, on the beach, even though uh, ambergris, as in, in its modern form, is very much 
uh, absolute wrong and will kill whales to get the ambergris out. I still have this kind of very romantic... You're a purist. ...kind of 1950s idea that I would be walking down uh, a beach and just find a big lump of, you know, $2 million ambergris. Yeah. So for those who, who perhaps aren't quite as into ambergris as you, mm. uh, i.e. our listeners, I'm just going to give them a quick reminder... It's like a waxy rock-type substance. It's only produced in the intestinal tract of about one in every 100 sperm whales. Yeah. And when it expels, when it's kind of secreted into the sea by the whale, it becomes fragrant, it washes up on beaches, and it's really valuable for things like the uh, the perfume trade and the aftershave trade in, 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 in the world. Mm. Uh, it costs a lot of money per gram. It's one of the most valuable... Um, things in the world because it can't be faked it can't be um produced artificially anyway we talked about it loads of times before i was always under the impression pete because you are the in situ designated ambergris expert that it was actually almost vomited up by whales right mm, right now i saw a story earlier this week in vice that kept calling it the feces of a whale and that it was whales basically for want of a better term Shat it out. Yeah. Now I don't know where to go with this. Now I don't know where I don't know where I stand. Well, I I don't think they should be calling it um, whale poop, uh, as the as the Vice article describes. It's not. I mean, it's not poop. It's literally just. Um, I'm oh, actually thinking about it. I mean, it, it's in the intestinal tract. Apparently, that, that's how it's made. Um, yeah. And it's expelled by the animal at the sea. I mean, I guess the only way that can be expelled is through one hole and one hole alone. The the bum bum. So. Presumably, I guess, does that technically mean that it's poop? If something comes out your bum, is it poop? The stuff you haven't put yeah, up there yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deep, deep question. Um, <laughs> and apparently, although I said what I said earlier about the fact that it can't be replaced synthetically, mm. apparently it's starting to be um, synthetically replaced now um, with this... With this, with this um, with this um, material called ambroxide. But anyway, I don't know. Is it poop? Is it vomit? Let's put it to a poll. Maybe we'll put it on the Twitter poll, whatever. I was also going to say to you, though, over and above that, apparently, and we haven't mentioned this before, that um, dogs are amazing at sniffing it out. And you live right by the beach, and you've got access to two dogs. Oh so I don't God. know what you're wasting your time with in the studio right now when you could be out there. <laughs> I, I should join the uh, thousands of people doing metal detecting. But like the, the, the thing with the, uh, the the part of Essex that I live on, it's kind of like the water goes out, the water goes in, but when the water goes out, it's just miles of mud. And like, I don't know where I'd start, to be honest, trying to find some blooming ambergris and all that nonsense. Yeah, true, and it can tide can come in quick mm. in certain parts of the UK, so you've got to be very careful, mate. Want to get stranded? Do not want to yeah. get stranded. Can I also talk to you about a very classy crime that happened? I'm not endorsing this crime, oh. um, but it took my interest, and it strikes me as the more of more interesting crime than your average. Mm. Um, it's about a. I'm just going to tell you the story. So, essentially, a, a quite well-to-do couple um, checked into a hotel and restaurant in southwest Spain. Okay. Um, in the city of Cáceres. And they, to all intents and purposes, just looked like a quite affluent um, couple, uh, spoke English, spoke Spanish, and they checked into their hotel. Uh, there's a Michelin, a two Michelin-style restaurant um, on the side of the hotel. It's called Eight, the, the complex is called Atrio. I think it's quite famous. Mm. Um, and what they did is they checked into the hotel, um, they went to the restaurant to eat, 
Um, and they asked, um, after they'd eaten, they asked a hotel front desk uh, employee to serve them more food because it was quite late. And then when that employee went to the kitchen, they legged it into the cellar and stole a load of bottles of wine and then disappeared. Among that amount of wine they stole was a bottle of wine from 1806 called the Chateau d'Iquem, which is worth £295,000 and is so famous that it's very unlikely they're going to be able to sell it. It's a unique bottle of wine. It's numbered. It's controlled. The people in, within the industry would know instantly if they saw it. And it's been, um, it's been you know, suggested that what's actually happened is they're going to pass it on to a rival crime gang as a payment of a debt or in exchange for something else mm. and it's going to be passed around because it's impossible to sell it. That is the plot of a film right there. That right there <laughs> is the plot of a movie. How many bottles I of wine? I like to think, though, yeah. that all they did, they went back to their room for a bit, cracked it open, <laughs> some of the cork fell in the bottle, they drunk it anyway out the bottle and then they just legged it. <laughs> they opened it with a shoe on a wall. Uh, they um, <laughs> they had some they had some uh, Scottish uh, kind of, um, uh, what do you call them, those biscuits you get at, uh, next to the kettle in a, in a run-down hotel. Borders. Say again? Borders? No, Borders biscuits are good. Well, you just borders. mean shortbread, right? Oh, no, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of that, that uh, Scottish shortbread stuff is really sort of... Fatty and do, do you really ju- so uh, when I stayed at, um I stayed up at Long Clume a few months ago or a month or so ago as a mm. as a, um, a special occasion thing with the Wi-Fi I have access to and they had homemade from the kitchen biscuits in the hotel room Whoa. that is top quality I mean sometimes they're literally just fruit shortcakes from McVitie's aren't they <laughs> yes sometimes they are sometimes uh, I mean the only crisps you ever get are like a quarter pipe of Pringles or maybe a big bag of like kettle chips and I find them quite difficult to eat they're too crispy too they, they fracture too easily they've got a horrible mm. mouthfeel to them I don't know why they're called premium biscuits and I don't know why um, I'm told again once again it's that Cox thing like people just tell me that these are this is the height of luxury even though it's actually quite horrible to eat um, yeah hotel yeah, it's stuff funny is because, easy rank um, I, had, I did a little test. I'm mean, going to come on to crisps in, in hotel rooms in a minute. People will be delighted to hear. Mm. But my old man came to stay a while uh, last weekend. And he asked if I had any crisps. And he's a, he'd be a walker's man, right? He'd be whatever my mum gets from the supermarket, right? I mean, very um, much enjoying the image of your dad coming down the stairs going, you got any crisps, son? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you can enjoy that image because that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and um, the Wi-Fi I have access to comes from a different culture crisp wise from from us yeah and um she found these crisps she likes called torres crisps available on amazon fresh uh, they're expensive mm. um, even though she's lived in the in, in the country for five years she still doesn't really work out the exchange rate properly so she just <laughs> buys them anyway anyway they're really expensive crisps they're nice maybe they come you bought too like many br- crisps you like, <laughs> you bought too many. There's no such you're thing ruining this out with your crisps <laughs> <laughs> i can't afford I it never saw red <laughs> You're improving this house with your crisps. Anyway, they come in flavours like black truffle and, and yeah, yeah, come yeah. on and all that kind of stuff. I've yeah. talked about them before. Yeah. Anyway, they've got a ready salted like father like son. <laughs> yeah, they don't call them ready salted. They just call them olive oil because they're pretentious. Right. Now, what I did is I said to my old man, do you want some crisps? What flavour do you want? I've got these flavours. And he said, I've ready salted. I put some of the Torres olive oils into the bowl. Mm. I gave them to him. And I thought he was going to say, well, these aren't very nice because mm. they're so different to what he's normally used to. He was raving about them. Yeah. Absolutely raving about them. So what I'm saying is sometimes the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Yeah. Right? 
But do you remember this? When we were on tour with the Ramble, we stayed at those hotels. What were they called? The the, the chain of hotels. We oh, they like business at. hotels, but they were, they were nice business hotels. We had one in they Newcastle, nice. Sheffield, place like that. Yeah. Do you remember the big tins of Yorkshire crisps they had in every single room? That rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's a weird situation because normally everything in a hotel room, when it comes to food or drink, is miniature. And it's never mm. satisfying. Yeah. These crisps were so big that you couldn't finish them in one sitting. Too many. And that's me saying too it. Too many crisps in a hotel room with Lukey Moore. It's just too anyway, many crisps. Anyway, we should probably have a break. We haven't had a break. Oh, yeah. Let's go, yeah. You're going to have no room for <laughs> blooming emails. No room for have a break. We'll squeeze an email in when we come back. We've had too many crisps. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Abroad in Japan is the Stack Podcast that brings you a taste of life in Japan. Recently, Chris Broad was joined by NHK contributor and legendary video game streamer Pete for a chat about his life as a TEFL teacher. I one time taught a woman who was still pregnant, and I had to teach her stomach. What? Yes, and so... Wait, wait, what? She came in, seven months pregnant, and, and they were like, no, she wants you to just to talk to her stomach. So I was sitting there giving instruction. Very specifically. No. She held her tummy, and she said, I think he's getting it. And I thought, oh, oh dear God. Just bizarre. Search Abroad in Japan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. 
We're back with the Luke and Pete show, and it's a Thursday, so that means one thing and one thing alone, battery brands. Luke, we got some oh, gorgeous yeah. ones coming in. Kicking off with Kent. Do you want to read Kent's message? Kate, uh, this Kent Wagenschutz. Wagenschutz, lovely. I think his dad might have been in the Stasi. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. He wasn't. <laughs> he doesn't mind. He, he doesn't it's mind. It's a joke. It's a joke. That was last uh, he week. He says, sure. "I'm sure this is some real basic bitch stuff, but when my kitchen scale died, I discovered this: a Daily Max CR2032 posted inside, and I thought I'd send it along for consideration. It's a watch battery, though." Are we allowed these? Yeah, I don't was... think we do watch batteries, do we? So that's that's what I wrote afterwards. It's a watch battery. Are we? I'm asking you basically to adjudicate. Oh. I don't think we should allow little lithium-ion battery watch batteries that keep clocks ticking over here and there. I'm not no. sure we, we we should allow that to be honest. I, I, I know the CR two zero three two very well because it's yeah. what stops me shopping in the co-op and moving to the Sainsbury's local because they sell them in there. And I was sent to the shop for one because the Wi-Fi I have access to was baking and the battery had run out on the scale. So right. I know the CR two zero three two very well. Battery. I, yeah, I don't think it's relevant for this. Okay, so thanks yeah, anyway, no. Kent. Excellent thanks, Kent. name. All the best to your dad, um, but no. No. You're up next, Pete. You, can, uh, you call it out next and I'll search for it. All right, cool. Uh, Glenn from Stratford. Uh, he's attached a short video clip of the Vinnie Superior battery I've removed from my son's Flappy the Elephant. It had run out of battery. I'm not a complete monster. He's also included a GP Extra Heavy yeah. Duty for his flashing drum kit. Um, listen, Glenn, you're not going to get anywhere with your GP Extra Heavy Duty. I'm almost no certain, chance. though, that we may have had a Vinnie Superior before. To be quite yeah, I'm frank, just checking now. are you putting it I'm, in, I'm uh, pretty... in inverted commas or uh, quotation marks? That's how you you really test the metal, so to speak, of the search. Of the search. Yeah, I do it in um, I do it in speech marks. That's how you're supposed to do it, isn't it? Yeah, good boy. Uh, and this <laughs> is Glenn, yeah. Glenn, this, this, is, Glenn. this is the first. This is the first Vinny Superior we've had. We've had other Vinnies, but we've, we've not had a Vinny Superior. Superior. Oh, fantastic, Glenn from Stratford. We've definitely never had a Vinny Superior. Thank you. You have got a a, a a a new player entering the game there, smashing stuff. Here we go then. So, well done to you, Glenn. And the final one's from Evan, who says, "I've recently returned to Canada following six years living in the UK. My first two weeks back, I've come across more potential new players than I have in the last two years Oof. in the UK." So get ready. So actually, no, do you know what? You don't need to get ready because I think that one of these three is definitely not a new player. So right. he's got the following. A Ruido. Ruido's definitely not a new player. Ruido. <laughs> We've definitely had them. I think it's a Phil Collins song. <laughs> what about this, though? A Jiawei Solar. So type think... that in. J-I-A-W-E-I Solar. That could be a new player. Yeah, Jiawei Solar. I think that is a new player, you know. Hang fire. Let me just... Uh, fill for Check seconds. it out, because the other one he's um, submitted is an Easy Picks Rechargeable, which I don't... Off the top of my head, I don't remember. But I'm fairly certain that first one could be new. I can't help but think that the uh, that whole... Um, what are we looking at here? Yeah, I Why think Why are you that, so slow to use the internet these days? Because I'm, cause I closed the, the screen down. I'd done all the emails and then didn't think I needed to open it again. So it asked me to... Re- I it, think it passwords have been getting just more difficult to administer here oh, and there. Oh, are getting younger. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I do believe that Evan, recently back from, uh, from, from Canada, uh, that is indeed... A brand new Canadian player. Evan, uh, you've got a uh, Jaweh Solar. That's a new one. Ruido. Uh, let's have a look here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ruido's not a new player. No Ruido, way. not a new player. We've had that several times. Easy Picks Rechargeable. Now, I'm almost certain that that is an Easy Picks uh, camera. I think it might be a Canon or possibly a so- uh, Sony. And they've re- rebadged it, you fool. But 
He's not a fool. It is a brand new Canadian new player. Easy picks, rechargeable. Whoa. Congratulations, Evan. I would very much like you to uh, peel uh, the, the label off the easy picks to see if it's uh, a rebranded version of another battery, though. But uh, yeah, cracking stuff, Evan. That's two out of three. What? Not bad. So we put an asterisk. We put an asterisk over the second one of those, are we? And no, so we put it in. Put it in. Look, there's no pictures on okay. the score sheet, Luke. I just would like to. Uh, I'd, I'd like for to know where that battery came from. Just for my own peace of mind. For my own yeah. files, to be quite frank. Two out of three is very good. What he should have done is he should have staggered those over different weeks, and he would have looked like a real consistent performer. But he's gone for the hat trick <laughs> off the top of his head, and he's got two out of three, which so is not too bad. Strong. Uh, get those. Uh, keep those coming in. We get lows these days. Producer Rory was like, I don't really know which ones to choose. There's like 15 of them this week. <laughs> Just choose the ones you want, baby. You'd think we'd Those run out at some point. the ones selected, and we've got three new players. Great stuff. It's Indeed. just great stuff. It's riveting audio. <laughs> riveting content. Is. Nobody else does this. Uh, we're going to round things off with it with a quick email, if that's all right with you. Uh, and it's a doozy, uh, and I've, I've entitled it Bodied by a Bad Dad. Uh, it's Carl. Okay. Uh, he says, Hi, Luke and Pete. You talking about dads chasing kids reminded me of an incident about 35 years ago. Me, 11 years old, and my mate Andre ran across the road, causing a car to have a break a bit and bib his horn. My mate stuck his fingers up at him. The car stopped and my mate ran off and I stood there as I did nothing wrong. The bloke got out of the car and gave me a dig in the stomach, causing me to double over without saying a word. <laughs> Yeah. Man, yeah. it's great. It's the eighties. Just punching an eleven-year-old in kid in the in the in the in the guts. <laughs> um, he, then, he then got back in his car. I ran up to his car and kicked and smashed a, a set of his back lights. Then ran off. He tried to chase. He tried to chase me, but I lost him through the alleyways. Keep up the good work, Carl. Carl, I'm sorry. As an eleven-year-old, you got a assaulted by a grown man uh, but uh, I'm glad you managed to take his uh, brake light off because that would have taken him a little while and probably a whole heap of money to fix yeah yeah, and I think he deserved it just the very idea in 2021 so obviously I'm a few years older than 30 yeah. yeah I don't know how old the guy was so I think I was about our age the idea like you get so angry with a kid you run over there <laughs> presumably in broad daylight and punch <laughs> him in the stomach it's kind of unthinkable now right? and, really and rightly is. so but there's something quite pleasingly innocent about the whole this whole story. Yeah. You know, it's tit for tat. That's it. It's done. <laughs> there's no there's done. no comebacks. It's not a no, story yeah. that goes on for, for generations. Don't, have, don't have a chat about it. Don't need to like to, you know talk it out and talk about our feelings. Um, uh, a swear yeah. word has been administered. A bib and a beating. <laughs> That's all you get. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> but you know stuff. what, Carl? I want to speak to you directly. I'd love to know, Carl, where you grew up because the way you've described this story and losing someone through the alleyways, which is exactly what, what used to happen where I used to grow up, where I used to live because there's loads of alleyways. Our, our neighbourhood was alleyway, street, alleyway, street, yeah. alleyway, street, with lots of crossover alleyways and streets as well. Um, Carl, if you grew up in Gosport, I want to know about it because that's exactly the kind of thing that used to happen in the 80s in Gosport from what I remember. So great stuff. A lot of nostalgic feels listening to that story. Um, I hope your stomach recovered over time. Yeah. I presume there's no long-term damage and you're obviously still of able body and mind and be able to uh, to email us in today. So great stuff. All, all, all in all, fantastic stuff. Would like to hear more. Yeah, very much enjoyed that one. Uh, but if you would like to get into the show, if you've been hit uh, by someone, uh, uh, let us know. <laughs> Hello at LukeandPeach.com. I remember sort of going out of, uh, I was going from class to class. I was a little bit late, not like me, uh, after like maths, going to, to geography or whatever, uh, when I was about 12. And I was walking through my school, like the, the front of my school, like, you know, inside the gates, right close to the building. And this and it was a bloke. He must have been about 18. Like, you know, it was, it was a fully grown man. Yeah. Uh, he kicked me right on the arse. Like I was, I was just walking 
to to to, to get yeah. to my class. That's I, not I, painful I, though, is it? No, but he kicked me right at the arse, and I looked at him, and then he did it again, and I was just like, I was looking at him, going, "What? What is this about? What? Like, what have I done to deserve a kick up the bum by an actual grown adult? What? What's going on here?" And I never found mm. out. It was just some random weirdo kicking eleven-year-old kids, twelve-year-old kids up the arse. What's that you about? You told me Luke? this story before, and I, I, I kind of felt like it would be an episode of um, Heavyweight or Gimlet's Reply All or something. Yeah. Why? So I win. To find the ass kicker. <laughs> I'm Pete Donaldson, and this is Heavyweight, episode eight. Uh, very Pete. odd. If but if you've ever been, yeah. you know, I mean, it, I would it like to hear about to... imbalanced fights. Yes, imbalanced, imbalanced fights. fights. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to I'll be talk, uh, actual abuse. Uh, it could just be. Nah. A little bit of re- uh, knockabout fun. Uh, but uh, do yeah. get in touch uh, with the show. Hello at LukePeteShow.com, at LukePeteShow, at, uh, on the old Twitter. And you also get in touch on yeah. the Instagram as well, at uh, LukePeteShow. We've got uh, someone yeah. checking those wires, checking those lines. Definitely. Always. Smashing and, stuff. And, and I'll sign off with this by saying that I, I may have told you this story before, but very, very quickly, I was pushed over by a kid in my year. And I staggered backwards and fell over my backpack in front of loads of people. Yeah. And uh, it was embarrassing to me. Emotional Must have been hurt. About 13. So I jumped up without really thinking about it. And I threw a punch, the hardest punch I could throw at this kid. And I hit him flush on the cheek to the point yeah. where I think I might have broken my finger. My, 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 my right little finger still moves weird now. And um, he just stood there. Doing and, what? And like, just... just... Just like, he was like, what, what are you going to do now? And I was like, oh, I'm nothing. And he, you know, kicked me in. So oh. it does happen. And, and and you were six foot three at that point. <laughs> it's very strange. At 13, I was quite tall, but I was yeah. skinny then. I was right. I, I got started to get a bit fat about 21. Before that, I was pretty slim. Yeah, pre-kick uh, life. I mean, I I'll, you know, if he's if he's listening, come around, I'll punch you again, and we'll see what happens. I, mean, I, won't, I probably won't do that. No, because that would be ridiculous. But um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, he was harder than me then. He's probably still harder than me now. Yeah. So that kind of story, but maybe more interesting, would be good. What have we learned? Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Uh, we'll be back. Oh, to be honest, on... I wish I, I would have preferred to have got punched in the stomach by a dad. Exactly. Yeah. No. Definitely. At least he would have stopped with one. I imagine. Um, We'll yeah. be back on Monday doing what we do the best and the worst. Uh, but in the meantime, do get in touch and have a cracking weekend. See you later. Say goodbye, Lukey. Yeah. It's crap and it's good, and that's kind of the beauty of it. Exactly. It's all mixed in together. Goodbye. See you soon. Ta-ta. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.